my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Luke 17, 26 to 37. Luke 17, 26 to 37. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in Noah's day, so will it also be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating and drinking, marrying wives and husbands, right up to the day Noah went into the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. It will be the same as it was in Lot's day. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, God rained fire and brimstone, brimstone, brimstone from heaven and it destroyed them all. It will be the same when the day comes for the Son of Man to be revealed. When that day comes, anyone on the housetop with his possessions in the house must not come down to collect them, nor must anyone in the fields turn back either. Remember Lot's wife. Anyone who tries to preserve his life will lose it, and anyone who loses his life for my sake will save it. I tell you, on that night, two will be in one bed, one will be taking, the other left. Two women will be grinding corn together, one will be taking, the other left. The disciples interrupted. Where, Lord? they asked. He said, Where the body is, there too will the, the vultures gather. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus makes references to the days of Noah and the days of Lot. The days of Noah and the days of Lot. The days of Noah and the days of Lot. And he says that these days were characterized by people eating and drinking, marrying wives and husbands, building and planting, buying and selling until the coming of the flood and the coming of the fire surprised them all, except Noah and Lot, so to speak. Friends, it is not wrong to eat. It is not wrong to drink. It is not wrong to marry. And it is not wrong to build. It is not wrong to sell. It is not wrong to plant. Friends, but the point Jesus is making is this. As it was in Noah's days, so will it also be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating and drinking, marrying wives and husbands, right after the day Noah went into the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. Friends, the point is that these people were doing these activities, they were going through these activities without acknowledging God. They were busy going about their activities, neglecting God and not listening to God. But Noah and Lot, also around the same time, were in touch and in contact with God. That is how come they heard the instructions of God and the distractions did not, the distraction that overtook these people did not overtake them. They were in constant touch with God. In the days of Noah and in the days of Lot, everyone was busy with his or her own life, 
minus God. But Noah and Lot were still in touch with God. Friends, Jesus is telling us that in his own time, this is going to happen. In his coming time, this is going to happen. The question is this, friends, are we in touch with God? Jesus is reminding us to be in touch with him. No matter how busy the world becomes, no matter how technologically advanced the world becomes, let us still make time to be in touch with God. When we are in touch with God, he will lead us and he will guide us and direct us. Friends, God led Noah and God directed Noah and Lot for that matter. God led and directed Noah amidst all the busy times during those days. Why? Because they were in constant touch with God. Why? Because they were living according to the will of God. And that is what we see in the first reading from 2 John 1, 4-9. It says, It has given me great joy to find that your children have been living the life of truth as we were commanded by the Father. So Noah and Lot, even in their time, were living the life of truth. What is this life of truth? Life in the Spirit. Life in Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is the truth. Life in the light. He goes on to say, I am writing now, dear lady, not to give you any commandment, but the one which we were given at the beginning, and to please let us love one another. Friends, the gospel is, the, the gospel is challenging us. You realize that in the first reading, uh, in the gospel, these, those people in the time of Noah and Lot were not living in love. They were not living in acknowledgement of God. But this first reading is telling us, John is admonishing and encouraging us to live according to love, to live a life of love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Let us take our time and read it. That is what we are called to. Noah and Lot lived that life. Noah and Lot lived that life. Even amidst the degeneration in their time. We are told also to love is to live according to his commandments. This is the commandment which you have heard since the beginning. To live a life of love. To live a life of love. That is the life God has called us to. A life, a life characterized by what we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. That is what the Christian life is all about. There are many deceivers about in the world refusing to admit that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. They are the deceiver, the antichrist. Watch yourselves, or all our work will be lost and not get the reward it deserves. If anybody does not keep within the teaching of Christ, but goes beyond it, he cannot have God with him. Only those who keep to what he taught can have the Father and the Son with them. Noah and Lot had God with them. They had the Father and the Son with them even at the time. Why? Because they made a genuine effort to live according to a life, to live a life of love. That is what we are called to. When we live according to, uh, to, to, the, to the life of love, according to the life of love, friends, no deceiver can deceive us. No antichrist can overtake us. And above all, we will also teach others to do the same. And so the responsible son will tell us, they are happy whose life is blameless, who follow God's law. They are happy who do his will, seeking him with all their hearts. 
If we want to be happy like Noah and, and Lot, we must learn to seek the Lord with all our hearts. And he says, as we do that, we will be happy. How do we seek him with all our hearts? Through the word of God, through constant prayer, through daily attendance of mass and services where God is present, through adoration, and through attending to the sacraments. Friends, we seek God with all our hearts when we do these. I have seen, uh, the David says, I have sought you with all my heart. Let me not stray from your commands. I treasure your promise in my heart, lest I sin against you. David is teaching us the secret to seeking the Lord. He advises us to keep the word of God in our hearts. When the word of God is in our hearts, that is Jesus Christ, he will prompt us and guide us. We pray that God indeed will open our eyes. The verse 18 of Psalm 119 of the responsible Psalm says, Bless your servants and I shall live and obey your word. Open my eyes that I may see the wonders of your law. Friends, there are wonderful truths in the word of God. There are wonderful truths. There are wonders in the law of God. There are wonders in the law of God. There are wonders in the word of God. Why? Because the gospel acclamation summarizes all. Hebrews 4.12. It says the word of God is something alive and active. The word of God is not dead. The word of God is alive. The word of God is alive. Let us pay attention to the, to the word of God. Let us pay attention to the word of God. And that is why the church gives us this opportunity and reminds us every day to meditate, to listen to the word of God and to meditate on it. For the word of God is alive and active. And in that way lies our peace, our joy, and our fulfillment in life. Remain blessed. Have a wonderful day. The Lord bless you and keep you in the name of Jesus Christ.